You ain't gonna believe this. But you used to fit right here. I'd hold you up and say to your mother, this kid's gonna be the best kid in the world. This kid's gonna be somebody better than anybody ever knew. And you grew up good and wonderful. It was great just watching every day was like a privilege. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you wanna be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always gonna love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son, you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't gonna have a life. We thought about letting Rocky do the whole message. You know that I was just gonna let him teach there. Don't you just love Rocky Balboa? <laughs> oh gosh. You know, we had this message done yesterday and we went looking for a video and we found that one. I said to Enda, wow. He took the words right out of my mouth. Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Praise God. At least you can understand him. Sometimes it's hard to understand. But you know what? Sometimes, and that's what I want to talk to you about today, sometimes we go through life like that, don't we? We want to blame this person and that person because I'm not where I'm meant to be today. And you know, 2 Timothy 4, 7. I, fought, I have fought an excellent fight. I have finished my full course and I have kept my heart full of faith. Yeah. Amen. I just wanted to read that from you from the, trans, the Passion Translations. I love it. I fought an excellent fight. I finished my full course. Paul is talking here about finishing his course. He's coming to the end of his life and he's getting personal. He's, and like I say, I love this, this, this Passion Translation because I just feel it's just, uh, Paul is content. The end is near for him, but he's still content. He's content because when he looks back on his life, he says, I fought an excellent fight. I fought an excellent fight. I finished my full course. And isn't that, as believers, what we all want? Don't you want to stand there at the end of your life and look back and say, I fought an excellent fight. I finished my full course. I didn't let this person stop me. I didn't let that person stop me. I kept moving forward. I fin and you know, this is not a, a message of doom, you know, talking about end of life and all that, because if you're a believer, God promises us a long life, amen? So it's way down the line. So we need to learn this stuff now, amen? But isn't that what all of us want to know that we can say there? And the thing about it is that we can. We can fight an excellent fight. We can finish our full course, amen? Because why? We have God on our side. 
God is on our side. If you didn't know that this morning, there's news for you. God is on your side. Amen. He's on your side. He's on your side. He's in your corner cheering you on. Amen. He has the bucket of water. He has the damp cloth that he can squeeze out and wipe your tired face. Amen. He has the bottle of water. Maybe it's a little bottle of water or an Aldi bottle of water, but he has the bottle of water. Amen. To give you that refreshing drink when you need it. Amen. God is on your side. But the thing about it is, it is a fight, guys. I'm sorry to tell you that this morning, but it's not Skittles and Maltesers and, you know, little raindrops coming down and all that. Do you know what I mean? It is a fight. Unfortunately, it is a fight. If we, in the world that we live in, if we want to live and finish our course the way God wants us to do, it is a fight. Amen. The world doesn't just lie down and let us go ahead. Amen. It is a fight, but it's a fight that we can win because we have God. Amen. We have God. He will help us along the way. He will nurture us. He's given us. He's given us the tools that we need. Amen. He's given us the tools we need to live this life victoriously. But we have to use those tools. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. You see, this This is something I am very passionate about because I see too many Christians today, and I'm not talking about people in the world, I'm talking about Christians, believers, believers in God, and I see them today trudging around, barely getting through life. And that's not how it's meant to be, amen? That's not how it's meant to be. They take every punch that the enemy throws at him. They take every punch that he throws at him, he lands them in a spot with his punch, and they stay there. They don't try to get back up again, amen? Even though they know they're saved, they know God is on their side, but they stay in the corner. They stay in the corner that the punch from the enemy put them in, amen? And to me, that is the definition of tragic, amen? That's tragic, guys, amen? That is really tragic. It's tragic to watch. It's tragic as pastors to watch that. And we talk to other pastors about this feel the same way. You know, they have people in their churches come to them for prayer, come to them for advice. They give the best advice they can. They pray for them. But then the people walk out of the church and they just go back to just trudging around, trudging around, trudging around. It's all too commonplace and it's all too tragic. Amen. It's too tragic because we have the tools. Amen. We have the tools. He didn't leave us without the tools. Amen. We have the tools. And he says it in his word. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. He didn't say, I have come that they might have life which, praise God, would have been great. No, he went on. There's always more with God, and that they can have it to the full. Amen. We as believers should be living victorious lives. We should. When people look at us, when the world looks at us, they should see victors. Amen. They should see victors. They should see people who, even if they get a knock, they just pick themselves right back up and get on the horse again. Amen. They should. And you know what? Yes, Jesus did say we would have trials. He did. You know, God is so good. He warned us. We will have trials. Amen. But he says, it's okay. Don't worry about it because I've overcome it. So we have the victory. So why do we walk around downtrodden and beaten down? Amen. Is life easy? No, it's not. Is life a walk in the park? Not always. Amen. Not always. But we can do it. Amen. You can do it. I can do it. We can do it. Amen. But that's just the thing you see. 
We have to do it ourselves. We're the ones that have to do it. We have to take responsibility, amen? We can pray, absolutely. We should seek God, most definitely. But at the end of the day, we have to stand ourselves. We have to take those steps forward. What did Paul say? I fought an excellent fight. I, Paul, fought an excellent fight. I have finished my full course. Paul finished his full course. He knew God was on his side. He knew God was with him every step of the way. Amen. But still he said, I fought an excellent fight. I finished. Yes, God is on our side. Yes, he is with us every step of the way. He said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Amen. But we have to take the steps. We have to move forward. We have to make the stand. Amen. When a boxer steps into the ring and him or her, they're standing there, it's them that are standing there, amen? Yes, their coach is in the corner cheering them on. Yes, their coach has advised them, he's trained them, he's made sure they've eaten well, he's done everything in the natural to, to get them into the ring. But when they stand in the ring, it's there. They're them that are there with the boxing gloves, amen? They're the ones standing. When the, when the boxer himself gets knocked down, his coach doesn't run and come, come on, let me help you. No, his coach is standing in the corner and cheering him on, get up, get up. But it's he has to get up. You have seen the Rocky films. Don't tell me that you haven't. You've seen them. You've seen Rocky crawl back up on his feet again. But we have to get back up, amen? We have to be determined. And End and I were talking about this recently. We're, we were talking about the fact that we as believers are in a fight, and, but we talked about, you know, we're not alone and, you know, God is with us and all that. But we also talked about the fact that we have to be determined. We have to be. We ourselves have to take responsibility and be determined. Amen? We're not alone. We have the victory, but we also have to want the victory. Amen? How bad do you want what you're chasing. How bad, how determined are you to get it? Amen. We have the victory, but we have to want it. God has secured a victory. Amen. But sometimes we may not see it straight away. Sometimes we pray and we don't see the answer straight away. Amen. The breakthrough doesn't come instantly. But that doesn't mean we go back to bed and lie down and cower under the duvet. No, we get up and we fight. We sang about it this morning, amen. We raise a hallelujah. We sing a little louder, amen. Sing a little louder. And as End and I talked about this the other evening, we were talking, talking about breakthrough and determination and we have to take on the responsibility. And a word just kept popping into my head. And you know what? Anyone who knows me, if you know me here, you know that I love words. I love words. I love English. English was my favorite subject in school, okay? I had all the books. I was the nerd, okay? I was the nerd. I had all the books. I had the perfect school bag. I never went to a class without a book I was supposed to have. I had the perfect school bag. I had a pristine pencil case with everything in that pencil case that I needed. I was the geek, and I'm not ashamed to say it, because as I was doing this, I was thinking, what are they going to think of me? But that's how God made me, amen? That's me. I love English. I love books. I love novels, amen? I love novels. And I, like I said, my school bag was perfect. My pencil case was perfect. I just loved it. How? Tell me, girls. Watch, how did I go from being the nerd, the geek, to, with the perfect school bag, the perfect pencil case, to marrying a guy that had a carrier bag for a school bag and had no pencil case? <laughs> Girls, that's what love does, amen? 
he was very charming. <laughs> Praise God. But like, I love books. Jane Austen's my favorite. Pride and Prejudice. Mr. Darcy. Who doesn't love Mr. Darcy? Amen. And Emma did Pride and Prejudice for her leave insert, and she found her, uh, her novel the other day, a couple of weeks ago, up in the attic, and she brought it down to me, and she gave it to me. So at the moment, I'm reading Pride and Prejudice, right? But I'm reading it with the little notes that she wrote in it, because she was studying it out. To me, that's dribble. That's just dribble, 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 okay? So as Christians, we have to be determined, we taught. And like I say, we were talking about this, and the word that kept coming to me was dogged. Dogged. Now, to an English person who loves words, that's an ugly word. I was like, no, it's ugly. It's a horrible word. I don't want to give a message with dogged written behind me on the screen. You know? and, but that's what I got. And as Christians, yes, we do, as I taught about it, we do have to be dogged. Yeah. Amen. We have to be dogged in our faith. We have to go after this fight with doggedness. Amen. Yeah. The dictionary definition of the word dogged is having or showing tenacity and grim persistence. Grim persistence. Tenacity. I'll give you an English lesson. Words that are associated with tenacity. Firm. Strong, forceful, powerful, wait for it, unshakable, immovable. Mm. Now you see why God gave me dogged, amen? That's how we need to be. We cannot go around this life blasé, amen? In this life, we need to be dogged. We need to be firm. We need to be strong. We need to go at this life forcefully not horribly to others in any way, shape, or form, but forcefully, amen. When the enemy comes, we need to be unshakable and immovable in our faith, amen. amen. If we lie down, if you lie down, the enemy will just ride roughshod over you, amen. Yes, we should pray. Yes, we should have people that we trust pray for us. But we, at the end of the day, have to stand. We have to stand powerfully, firmly, strongly. Amen. We have to be unshakable and immovable. Let's turn over to Luke chapter 8. And this is the lady. This is my friend, the lady with the issue of blood. We're going to talk about her today, and she's going to lead us on to somebody else. But I wanted to talk about her just again today. You may remember we, uh, our Brush Her Touch series last year, we talked about this lady, how she was in the crowd, and she was looking for her healing. And um, we talked about how everybody else in the crowd just brushed off Jesus that day, but she touched. Remember, she touched. So if you don't know about this lady with the issue of blood, ooh, strap on your belts, amen. She's the best, okay? So I was just thinking about, there is just such a huge difference with what she did and what the crowd around Jesus did that day, amen? So many of us go about our daily lives and our daily fights just brushing off God when God wants us to take hold of him. Take hold of him, amen? So let's just have a look at this passage just to remind ourselves and if it's something that you haven't heard before, wow, praise God. So we're going to pick it up. So Jesus has a crowd around him, as usual, nothing new there. And he's on his way to Jairus' house. Jairus has come and asked him, his little girl is sick, he's, she's about to die, and Jairus has asked Jesus, you know, will you come and pray for her? So he's agreed, and he's on his way to Jairus' house. So Luke chapter 8, and we're going to pick it up in verse 42, right? So Jairus is, for he had an only daughter about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, so Jesus is going with him, the multitudes thronged around him. Everybody say thronged. 
tronged. It's English day, remember? I love English. Tronged. Everybody tronged. Tronged. Now, a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those said to him, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well go in peace. A pretty determined lady, I'd say, yes? Yeah. Agree with that? Yeah. She's been sick for 12 years, yeah. but she's determined to get better, yeah. okay? You kind of get used to sickness after 12 years, don't you? You're kind of able to manage it. She could have been able to manage it at this stage. I'm sure she was. She probably had everything she felt she needed at the time, and, you know, she was able to manage this but she was determined to get better. There was more for her. Amen? There was more. She had tried everything in the natural to get better. She had tried many doctors, the Bible says. She had tried all their different prescriptions and treatments, and she'd spent every penny that she had. This lady wanted to get well, amen? She wanted to get well. She had went everywhere. She tried everything, and she'd spent every penny she had, and she wanted to get well, amen? So this has been going on for 12 years. So she's exhausted the medical route. She spent every penny she had, but she still doesn't give up, amen? She's dogged, amen? She doesn't give up. She could not have been blamed. You really could not have blamed her now at this stage for just throwing in the towel and saying, this is my lot in life. I'm just going to have to deal with it. Amen. But she, she didn't. She knew there was more. Amen. She was dogged. And it was in that doggedness that she ended up right in front of Jesus. Amen. The Bible said that she had heard the reports about Jesus. So she'd looked into this. She'd done her homework, amen? She checked this out. She had put herself in a position where she could hear about Jesus, you know, about what he was doing, what he was saying, the results he was having. She ended up in front of Jesus, even in her weakened state. Yeah. She had to have been weak, guys. She'd been losing blood for 12 years. Yeah. She was weak. She was frail, tired, amen? But she was dogged. Yeah. She was dogged, and it paid off, amen? So can you picture the scenario? She's here, okay? Jesus is coming now. She sees him coming because she sees the crowd coming, okay? The crowd is coming out. They're thronging around him. He's on his left, crowd on his left, crowd on his right, crowd coming behind him. I bet there was people even walking in front of him, walking backwards so they could get a look at him. Can you picture the scenario in your head? You've got to picture this, okay? She sees the crowd coming. Now, the first look of the crowd could have been enough to put her off, amen? She's worn out, right? Okay, she spent all her money, she's tried every doctor she could, she's tried all the treatments she could, but she's determined. So she's heard about this Jesus guy and she reckons she can get healed from him, right? But she sees the crowd coming. Now, first of all, the look of the crowd could have been enough to put off because, number one, she has an issue of blood. She's considered unclean in those days, okay? She should not have been out in public. She was actually forbidden to be out in public. So if she gets spotted or if she gets caught, she's in huge trouble, amen? Yeah. She's in big trouble. So she's not allowed into the crowd because she's unclean. But she's dogged. She doesn't allow the fear of that to hold her back, yeah. amen? Yeah. Secondly, she's fragile. Like we yeah. said, she's weak, she's tired, worn out, frail. She could look at the huge crowd and think, what if I'm not strong enough to battle that? 
what if I get into the middle of it and I get a panic attack or somebody elbows me and they just knock me sideways or, you know, she, she had every excuse. She was weak. She was tired. You don't go into crowds when you're weak and you're tired. I told you about the time Enda when I was uh, October, November, seven months pregnant and he dragged me onto the pitch because Wexford won the... All-Ireland in 1996, and I was pregnant with Emma, seven months pregnant, and he forgotten some, he just dragged me into that crowd. I remember, like, I was a healthy pregnant woman, but I also remember thinking, this baby in here, seven months, what if somebody elbows me or boxes me, or by mistake, because every, you know, these men, women, these men that were so excited because Wexford had won the All-Ireland, and woohoo, and Enda was high, like, he was high as a kite because it is, and so he was, like, wasn't considering his seven-month-old pregnant wife and all that, but I was, like, I remember freezing and thinking, oh, oh wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, so look at this woman, look at her. She could have been, like, what, what way was she going to turn? How was she going to get back out? If it all went wrong, how was she going to get back out? But she doesn't lie down under that weariness, amen? She keeps yeah. going. Thirdly, yeah. it's a big crowd. It always is when Jesus is around. Maybe this is just too much. Maybe it's just too big, amen? Maybe this is just too much of a challenge for her. Just too much opposition. But she's dogged, amen. She's not going to cower down under the opposition. This lady wants to finish the fight, amen. She's dogged. She has that grim persistence. How many times do we allow fear to hold us back from our victory? Yeah. We're afraid to step out in faith. Yeah. We know God has asked us to do something. We know God has yeah. told us there's something he wants us to do. Yeah. But we're afraid. Yeah. We're afraid to step out. We allow the enemy to keep us bound up in fear. How many times do we go through stuff and we just give up before the last whistle blows because we're just too weak, we're just too tired, we're just too fed up, just cannot take it anymore, so we give up. We're just too beaten down. How many times do we look at our situation, whatever it is we're believing for, and we think, it's just too big, I can't overcome this, it's just way too big, it's bigger than me, I just can't overcome it. Our friend here is dogged. She tried the natural, the natural, it didn't work. The doctors didn't work, medicines didn't work, the money didn't work, amen. Now she has a chance to fight and her healing is right there, right there in the crowd, amen. Uh, but I shouldn't be here. You know, this is not my place, I'm too tired, I'm too weak. You know, there's too many people around, it's just too hard, I just can't do it. Her healing is right there. It's right there. Uh, but, you know, it just takes too long and anything could happen in the middle of the crowd. And, you know, it's just really not worth the fight. Yeah. It's worth the fight, guys. Yeah. It's worth the fight. Amen. God wants you to have a life to the full. If you are not having a life to the full, it is worth the fight. Amen. Yeah. Your fight is worth the fight. Amen. Your healing is worth the fight. The restoration of your marriage is worth the fight. Amen. <laughs> Getting that child that you want back is worth the fight. Amen. Getting your finances back on track, it's worth the fight. Amen. But we have to be dogged. I hate that word. I told you it's a horrible word, but I love what it means. Firm, strong, forceful, powerful, unshakable, immovable. I love what the word means. And do you know why I love what the word means? Because the enemy hates it. The enemy, the last thing the enemy wants to see is Christians being dogged. Yeah. It's the last thing he wants to see, guys. Amen. It's the last thing he wants to see. The Bible says she touched the hem, the border, the hem, the hem, yeah. the hem. 
of his garment. The hem. She didn't touch his sleeve or his shoulder or his collar. The hem. Amen. She touched the hem. Which means, what does that mean if she touched the hem? She had to get down on her hands and knees. She went into that crowd and she still couldn't reach Jesus. Her healing was right there. She was in the middle of the crowd, frail, weak, not supposed to be there. And she couldn't reach Jesus. So what does she do? Did she give up and say, I'll just reverse back. I'll just slide. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I'll just reverse back. She got down on her hands and knees. She was so determined. She was so determined. She got down on her hands and knees. It was worth the fight. Amen. If that's what she needed to do, then she was going to do it. Amen. She got down on her knees and she reached and she touched the hem of his garment, guys. It's been going around in the dust and the dirt on the road all day. But she touched the hem and she was healed immediately. Amen. She knew it would just take a touch. If I can just reach. If I can just reach. She didn't give up. If I can just reach. She doggedly stretches forward. She doggedly reaches out for her healing. Amen. Unshakable, immovable. It's her healing. She wants it. She can see it. It's right there. She could just reach it, but the obstacles are against her. If she could just reach it, it's right. It's just right there. It's just right there. She can reach it. It's a battle, but she can reach it. Amen. Listen to me. Your healing is just there. If you are believing God for a healing, amen. If you, oh, the pastor prayed for me, but I didn't get healed. Don't give up. Your healing is just there. Stretch a little bit more. Just a little bit more, amen. Now the enemy will say, I lied back. Healing is not for today. God doesn't heal everybody, remember. You do not listen to that. You stretch. You get your healing by his stripes. I am healed. Amen. The restoration of your marriage is there. It's just there. Ah, Angela, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed. He won't change. She won't change. I, I just, I just given up on it. Look at sure anyway. They're reducing the divorce thing now to two years. We can get divorced in two years now. Anyway, it's easier. No, that's what the enemy wants you to do. Amen. God doesn't want you to do. Amen a little bit more. Just stretch a little bit more. With God, all things are possible. Amen. Amen. Your wayward child. Oh, I'm just exhausted. I, I can't take it anymore. He says this to me. He says that to me. She says this to me. She says that to me. I, I can't take it anymore. Stretch a little bit more. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, will he depart? No, he won't. Amen. Stretch a little bit more. Amen. Your financial freedom is just, ah, this is the gas one. Financial freedom is there, guys. You just need to stretch. Amen. But God loves when we're in lack. It looks better if we're, no, it doesn't. How are you honoring God if you're in lack? Stretch a little bit more, a little bit more. Give and it will come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. It's just there. You just got to stretch that little bit more. Amen. Amen. We have to be dogged. The promises are there. Amen. The answers are yes and amen. But sometimes we give up before the victory because it just all seems too difficult. 
just all seems too difficult. We give up before the last hurdle, amen. The lady with the issue of blood, this was her last chance. Everything else was done. Doctors, treatments, money, it was all gone. This was her last shot, but it was her best shot, amen. Her best shot. So that's why she went after Jesus with everything she had. She went after him, every ounce of fight. And as we said, I'd say the ounces of fight in her were not very much. She was so weak and tired. After that 12 years, amen. Fragile, tired, worn out, beaten down, probably just totally discouraged at this stage. Friendless, familyless, nobody, amen. She's unclean. She would have had nobody at this stage. If she had a husband, he was probably gone at this stage. She had nobody, but she didn't give up, amen. She still went forward against the odds. What happened? She received her healing. She was made well, amen. After 12 long years, she was made well. What do you need today? What have you given up on? It's very quiet in this house this morning. There's stuff that you've given up on, God. Do not let the promises of God go, amen. What answer have you been waiting on? Amen. What do you need today from God? What have you given up on? What dream, what vision did God put in your heart and you've given up on it? Because this went wrong and that went wrong and he came against me and she came against me and he said this and she said that and what have you given up on? Amen. God's plans are always the same, guys. He never changes. Amen. If he gave you a vision or a dream 10 years ago, that vision or dream is still there. Amen. Amen. It's still there. But you need to take responsibility. You need to stand up and you need to act. Amen. What have you been waiting for? Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Just because it's not working out like you think it should. Or just because it's not working out frame time that you would expect. Don't give up. God's not done with you yet. Amen. He's not done with you yet. When a boxer is in the ring and he receives a blow that lands him on the floor, his coach doesn't give up on him, as we said earlier. He keeps shouting encouragement. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up, get on your knees. Because the coach knows if he gets as far as his knees, he can get further, amen. Get on your knees, get on your knees. Up another bit, up another bit. You know, one, two. The referee is shouting, three, four, five. The coach is finally telling, and that's how God is with us, amen. The enemy is counting down because he's like, one, two, three, four, five. I can keep them down to tender, down. And God is there, get up, get to your knees. Get up, get to your waist. Get up, get to your shoulders. Put your feet one foot up, then two feet up. Amen. What are you waiting on? It's time to get back on your feet. Amen. It's time to allow God to wipe your face with the damp cloth. Amen. It's time to allow him to give you a drink of that little water or that Aldi water. It's time. Amen. The count to 10 hasn't come yet. Time is not up. Amen. It may be scary. The odds may seem against it. The opposition may just seem too great. You may feel you don't have the energy or the willpower. Yes, you do. It's not over till it's over. Amen. God hasn't given up on you. Amen. Rocky told you, keep moving forward. Amen. Keep moving forward. We don't know what great exploits God had for that woman with the issue of blood. We never hear of her anymore in the Bible. wonder what she went on to do. How many people did she lead to God? Amen. After 12 long years of being sick and then Jesus heals her with just a touch, touch of his hem even. How many people did she lead to God? Amen. That wasn't the enemy's plan. Amen. The enemy's plan was to put her in a grave. Amen. Put her in a grave. The enemy, can I just tell you one thing before we finish? The enemy doesn't care about your past. 
that's done with. He just reckons she'll have to live with the consequences, or he'll have to live with the consequences. As a little side note on that, you don't have to. Amen? You can get freedom from your past. Amen? You can get freedom from your past. You don't have to live with that guilt and shame or whatever it is. Amen? He's not really all too concerned with your present either. Maybe a little bit, but... So he's not concerned with your past. He's not concerned with your future. But he is very concerned. In fact, he is actually terrified of your future. Amen? He's not concerned with your past or your present. I say that right? But he is terrified of your future. Why? I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. Amen. The enemy knows that scripture too, guys. Amen. He also knows that if he can keep you down, you won't reach those plans. You won't succeed like God wants you to succeed. Amen. If he can keep you down, you will not do all God has planned for you to do. Amen. You are at your most scariest to the enemy when you are fulfilling everything that God wants you to fulfill. Amen. Your future is bright, guys, but you have to want it. You have to stretch. Amen.